check one, check two. Happy Friday, everybody. Reporting live from my house in Maryland. We out here. 70 degree weather, not too bad. Feel good. Uh, this is a this is the new episode that I was kind of uh, hinting that I was going to start doing, which is uh, just me telling new stories. You guys are like, why are you going to tell new stories now? What changed? You've been doing this shit for a year and a half inconsistently, usually with guests. You on your NPR shit? Well, things have changed recently, man. What changed? Well, your boy's not broke anymore. How did that happen? I don't know. It's like, no, I do know. Uh, It's because of you guys listening, man. I mean, honestly, I think you guys are mostly, for the most part, it's probably mostly uh, younger comics listening, um, which is cool. You know, we might have some people in uh, France, England, South Africa. According to my geographics analytics, um, some people who probably caught the special on YouTube, which uh, was probably the biggest reason why things have kind of changed really fast. I dropped the special in December, early December, um, and uh, and then since then it's gotten over fifty thousand views, and all of a sudden the show started selling out more consistently. I mean, when you start selling out shows in your hometown without moving to L.A. or New York, that shit makes a big difference. And you're like, yo, what does not broke mean exactly? Well, uh, my definition of broke is like, you're one overdraft fee from a lot of sadness. You know what I mean? Um, The past six years, I've been doing comedy. I've been broke the whole time. Like, when I say broke, like, your boy had less than a 1000 in the bank the entire time. You know what I mean? If, if I did have over a 1000 it was by accident. That junk was not on purpose. <laughs> and, uh, you know, me and, me and DJ Bo, we've been thugging it out. You know what I mean? He's still in the trenches. Um, I've been fortunate uh, because the comedy has picked up to the point where the joint is consistently... Um. Uh, coming through, you know what I mean. So that's what's changed, and that's what's made me want to focus now on just telling new stories. You know what I mean? Stories that I probably uh wouldn't have wanted to share, which is I don't even know why I wouldn't want to share. It's not even like a thing where I don't want to share it. It's just like when you broke, man. It's hard to be. Uh, I don't know. That shit makes you want to just like. Uh. That shit is a sad it's a it's a tough feeling to overcome because you wanna be like creative, but at the same time you like uh am I gonna be able to pay my phone bill? You know what I mean? That shit sucks. It's hard to be funny sometimes when you're super duper broke. I mean, being broke's a part of it, but when you off the super broke, that shit hurts. <laughs> so, uh shout out to not being broke, you know what I mean? And if you are broke, hang in there. Uh it took me six years, baby. And now we about to hit the seventh year. You know what I mean? And uh, things are looking good. I just got back from New York. That shit was a crazy trip. You know, people always like, yo, how come you don't go to New York more? I'm like, because that's a city where you need some bread, dog. You know what I mean? You can't get, you can't go to New York with like a hundred dollars in your bank account. I fucking got accidentally had to pay $60 for a parking spot 
my first 10 minutes in this fucking city. That's how fucking bullshit uh, a New York trip can be. Um, I was passing through, had some things I had to take care of. And my boy was like, yo, let's go to uh, the camera store real quick in Manhattan. I was like, all right, cool. So we stopped there because we were, we were meant to go to Brooklyn. But we stopped by Manhattan. And there's this camera store called B&H. It's like a one of the biggest camera stores, I guess, in the country. And they had the shit that he wanted. So we went in there. Before we, 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 we went in, we had to find parking. And there's no parking in Manhattan. So we saw a little parking lot. All right, let me pull up. We're like, yo, we're going to go uh, to the store. We'll be back in like 30 minutes. He's like, all right, $6. We're like, cool. That's reasonable, 30 minutes, you know. Came back out 30 minutes later. He's like, $60. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, 60 I thought, I said, <laughs> I tried to like act like I didn't, I, I didn't hear what he, I was like, I thought you said six. He's like, nah, 60 I, I tried to like get out of it. I was like. Hey, man, I'm from Maryland, man. You know, I don't really got $60. He's like, hey, man, it's not my problem. And I was like, fuck. I got all my shit in the car. I need my car back. So I said, fuck you, man. I just gave him the credit card. Paid $60. The most expensive parking lot I've ever seen in my life. That was That's how the trip started. So you already know I'm not in a good mood. I'm all angry and shit. We pull up to Brooklyn. And we in this little, little part of Brooklyn that's kind of sketchy. You know what I mean? I, I don't know exactly... Uh, what was going on in that area? I just knew there was a, there was reasons to have the doors locked when we pull up to the gas station. That was the energy it had, you know, kept kept the keep the doors locked in case something happens. And lo and behold, within like minutes, I'm pumping gas, and this white lady in her like 30s starts screaming, "This is an emergency! This is an emergency!" And I'm with my homie Jaime in the car. We're like, "Yo, what the fuck is going on, man?" You know, I get out the car, you know, I, I wanted to go and see what was going on. And she just like walked right past me yelling, this is an emergency. And she pulls up to the gas attendant and she's like, is there a bathroom here? <laughs> and then the gas attendant's looking at her and then they start looking at me. And then we just all start laughing at the same time. And this white lady's like, fuck you guys. And she just waddles away. And um, <laughs> I felt bad. I was like, oh, man, that's a shitty situation. And she just... uh. But it was it was one of those like moments where like uh, I needed that laugh, you know what I mean? I, I felt like after I saw that, I kind of bounced back from that sixty dollar uh, parking spot, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, that was worth sixty dollars, you know what I mean? It's like that 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 good meme you see on Instagram or Twitter that like just lightens up your day. That that's that's what that moment was, you know what I mean? We all got that one homie that sends us the good memes, you know, and then he takes it too far and just starts sending you por- porno clips. You're like, hey dog, this is this is unnecessary, you know? Just stick with the memes, you know. It's three in the afternoon at Panera Bread. I ain't trying to get no gang bangs at three o'clock in the afternoon. This is unnecessary, Tony. <laughs> oh man. So that was uh that was the Brooklyn experience. I was like in like maybe three in the afternoon. Out, you know, uh, I was out there. I was selling an old camera that I had, sold it to some people from Switzerland. Shout out to the Swiss for buying my old camera, and then um. Uh, then what happened? Oh, and then, and then I pulled up to Cypher Sounds show in in, in in Manhattan. He's got this uh, shout out to Cypher Sounds. He's got this hip hop comedy show at the old UCB theater. I just pulled out. I just wanted to say what's up. You know what I mean? And he was like, "Yo, you want to go up?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll go up." You know? And um, I went up. 
I bombed pretty bad. <laughs> oh, man, I bombed pretty bad, guys. It was uh, not fun. And um, there was a live band. And it, bombing in front of a live band, you, you know you're doing bad when the band's going. Mur, mur, mur. I was like, God damn. All right. A lot of it had to do with the fact that, um, I mean, I went up first. I don't want to make excuses, uh, you know, but the crowd sucked. I, I waited to see how the other comics do, and no one really. It wasn't like the energy just wasn't good the whole night. You know what I mean? Which is fine. It's not a big deal. It was 20, 25 people. Um, laughed about it later because I thought about the girl who uh, shattered pants. And I was like, I could have been having that type of day. You know what I mean? So <laughs> at least I didn't shit my pants. Um, and uh, I got a chance to talk to Saifa. I bumped into my homie Nemish Patel. Um, and uh, we talked. And I was like, yo, man, y'all got to come through D.C. And they were like, yo, let me know. And so... We uh, we we uh, we talked about it, and they're gonna do the May eighth overachievers at the DC Improv. So Cypher Sounds coming to DC May eighth. That's confirmed with the homie Nemish Patel, um, which is really cool, man. Cause uh, it's crazy how like looking back, like uh, the overachievers has come has kind of like got that rep on the streets where people want to from New York or in LA. Are trying to are trying to be on it, you know. It's just like it's just the uh, the audience is just crazy right now, and a lot of it have to do with the fact that like everyone listening right now, plus the people who caught the special. I mean, yo, if if you're a young comic, yo, the 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 sky's the limit with the with the internet, dog. This shit is uh, I'm full time. That's kind of crazy, you know. I'm recording this like one o'clock in the afternoon got no job obligations so i might as well go in with the stories you know what i mean this is uh i don't i don't i don't this is a pretty good situation you know what i mean so i recently attended my uh my nephew's third birthday party which was lit had the apple juice on deck you know what i mean the panda express catering mixed in with the random persian food you know we a multi we a multicultural family Half Vietnamese, half Iranian and Bolivian. I don't know. I guess it's a lot more than halves. I guess there's a lot of fractions involved with that shit. I'm going to have to do the math later. And it's really hard because, uh, <laughs> like, you know, when you get, I, I'm put in the situation where, like, now my a lot of my family's like, Asian. And, um, you know, you know, I'm going to try to do the, the, the voice like hello <laughs> and uh i had to get i got pulled to the side because i was doing the vietnamese accent and um my brother said, hey man um listen uh they don't like it when you do the the vietnamese accent when you're talking to leo my little nephew like it's offensive to the family I'm like what are you talking about <laughs> like yeah see like that you can't do that no more and i did said bullshit and i just like but i was like all right i guess i guess maybe I can see how that's offensive, and uh, you know, I, I was just trying to have some fun with the kid, you know. But apparently, I can't do it. I was like, "Yo, uh, you know, the family's Asian. I, that I thought that I get the, you know, the yellow pass. No, no yellow pass. I mean, no. I don't know how that works, but I guess got to be respective of people's cultures, you know. If someone was doing a half Bolivian, half Iranian accent. Would I catch feelings? Probably not. 
but everyone's got their own their own feelings and you got to be very respectful so i'm at the i'm at the the little nephew's birthday party trying to be cool you know pulled up with the thomas the train set toys had to drop some money on that which is kind of funny because like if this was like 5 6 years ago i'd be probably dropping the same amount of money on a bottle in the club you know and that was like fun now it's kind of fun to just drop money on toys for a little kid and you're like it's the same kind of stunting but just in a different different levels of stunting you know cuz you're still going to post it on the gram be like look what i got my nephew and be like yeah shitting on your nephew's toys that's what all it is that's what the instagram's for right just stunting on people with your fake ass happiness i'm sure there's people who are genuinely happy but for the most part if you got to post that shit on the gram it's probably not real you know but you know we get caught up i get caught up in the instagram shit way too much i'm trying to get off it man this shit is it's too much but i got to sell the tickets so i i don't go back to broke that's a lot of pressure man going back to broke you know being broke is not a fun feeling it's oftentimes romanticized in movies and shit in like the earlier stages but you guys got to remember man i i went through a stage where like i i was making money i was you know if you watched a special or if you've heard my stories on stage you know i w- i definitely was making lots of money in high school moving moving that pacquiao no reggie straight loud back then it was called kb you know uh i think like looking back in high school uh, i think i was like making like roughly like 2000 a week that's like net profit you know what i mean $2000 for like a 16 year old was fucking crazy because I don't know if you're making that much money when you're 16 it's just uh you probably don't know how to manage it I dropped a little bit too much money on throwback jerseys there was an unnecessary amount of throwback jerseys in my closet I was trying to emulate fabulous at the time which anytime you're trying to emulate fabulous it's probably not good uh, not a good time in your life you know back when Nelly had the band-aid on his eye thank god I never took it there I was never uh I never wanted to be a Saint lunatic. You know what I mean? That's a that's a deep cut for anyone who listened to Nelly. But yeah, man, I've been had money. You know? So to to go from having money in high school, you know, throughout college. Don't want to talk about college years cuz I probably have to talk to an attorney about going into my college cuz that's over 18. I don't know what the uh the rules are on some of those stories. You know what I mean? I don't want to get caught up later. Be like, Amar, you could, you shouldn't have said those stories on your podcast because now you held accountable. But I would like to think if I'm under 18 sharing some stories, I can't get in trouble because I was a minor, you know? And honestly, selling weed in high school, I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, I think with the with the laws in D.C. at least, uh, this shit is damn near, I think, encouraged helping out the local economy, you know what I mean? At this point. So I'll share some stories about uh 
I'll share some stories about high school. You know what I mean? I, I, some stuff that I, I didn't say. Because on the special, if you watched it, I talked about uh, getting robbed and I talked about, uh, you know, owing uh, a group of uh, a group of people. I owed them like over like, I think, what, $15,000? I think I said on the special, which is which is accurate. And I had to go to my father because I, I, I didn't have the money. So I had to go to my dad and shit. I don't know if we talked about that on my dad's episode, but um, there was another time before that. I think I was like 15 years. I think I was maybe in ninth or 10th grade. So it's hard to remember back then. It was like such a long time ago, but I'll never forget. I like, uh, I lost one of my connects and um, I needed to, you know, pick up something because I didn't have anything to, to sell because the guy I was getting it from, I think he got arrested or something. So I was dry for like a month or two and I was like, damn. So I was just looking and I, I think a, a a friend of mine told me about some white bros from Damascus that had a plug and I linked up with them. They're like some Damascus football players, some real bro bros. You know what I mean? The type to, uh, to, you know, they look like they, they know how to tackle <laughs> anyway. Uh, I met up with these guys and they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, we know, we know a guy that can get you some shit for like 2,200 a pound, which I don't know if you guys are familiar with the prices, but 2,200 a pound for some like good weed is like, it's very, very, uh, cheap. And you know, I was, a I was a young, I wouldn't say naive, but I was just more, uh, thirsty for picking up because I didn't have shit for like two months and I, all my customers were probably going to go to someone else. So I was like, all right, I got to go. I need to pick some shit up. So I trusted these guys. I said, all right, man, I'll start small. I'll pick up like four pounds or some shit. It was like, uh, pretty, pretty much like, uh, uh, what was it? Between, I knew I pulled up with the backpack with 10,000 cash. So I got 10,000 cash in this backpack and these two bros from Damascus who I didn't really know, were taking me to a guy that was going to get me, um, I don't know, maybe four or five pounds for that much money, right? So we pull up to Germantown. We're in this, like, little complex. And uh, within moments, we're surrounded by, like, eight black dudes. I'm in the back seat. These two white bros are in the front. And we're surrounded by, like, black dudes with baseball bats and shit wearing ski masks. And, uh, and this is, like, in the middle of a fucking neighborhood that like with townhouses <laughs> i'm like jesus christ what is and I, I remember i was like as soon as i saw the dudes come out of nowhere because they were trying to get me to come inside and go like through the back and shit i'm like yo there's no way i'm going to the back in the in the you know when we pulled up they're like yeah yeah they said it's in the back it's in the back you gotta go through the back and i'm like yo i'm not going to the back man they gotta come out someone gotta come outside or something i gotta see something so finally um I was surrounded by like eight black dudes with ski masks and shit, holding baseball bats, and I think they had, and one like one of them had a gun. The dude with the gun came to the front door, put the gun in the white bro's face, driving, and um, immediately the white dude got out the car and they like put him on his knees and shit, and they were like kind of hitting him with baseball bats, from what I remember. And I remember I was stuck in the back seat. It was one, it was a coupe, it wasn't even a sedan, so. There was no way for me to get out the car. So I'm kind of trapped in the backseat. And um, while these white guys are kind of getting hit with baseball bats, kind of like, 
I don't want to say they were crying, but they were like whimpering, like, no. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what did I get myself into? Why did I trust these bros from Damascus? So then finally the guy with the gun comes to me. He just look, he puts the gun in my face. He's like, yo, give me your shit. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Here you go. I did not hesitate at all. Uh, and that, that was, you know, that was a, that was a very, um, that was like a crazy experience. A lot of, for different reasons, but a lot of it had to do with like, that was the days, those are the days where my mind, I was, uh, on any other if I wasn't trapped in the back seat of this coupe or if there was a door I can escape from I might have ran you know what I mean I might have done something which in, in you know looking back would have been a very stupid move to run from a guy with a gun that's willing to you know do some shit in a fucking neighborhood in Germantown Maryland this is a suburb this ain't the hood this ain't Queensbridge this ain't Southeast this is uh, you know, probably Section Eight government housing, but it's still townhouses. It's still suburbs. You know what I mean? There's still lots of witnesses. You gonna pull up eight deep and rob someone for ten thousand cash? You know, you're if you're willing to do that with the gun. Um, you know, you're probably stupid enough to maybe pull the trigger if you get nervous. So. 16 years later as I'm like remembering this story because this is some shit I don't really I don't, I don't talk about this shit but you know I'm not broke anymore and I'm doing comedy so hey why not you know these are the, these are the stories I could never probably do this on stage because uh, there's not too much fun I mean maybe if I break it down but uh, that was the first time I got held at gunpoint there's been two other times after that <laughs> Can you imagine getting held at gunpoint and then finding a way to get yourself into two other situations where you get held at gunpoint? You got to be a fucking idiot. Or someone who pursues stand-up comedy, which is the same thing. Um. Well, I think that's my new story of the day. Uh, I'm going to try to uh, drop more episodes like this. If you guys fuck with it, let me know. There's no way of me knowing because, um, you know. I'm not in front of you guys, but I wanted to spend more time uh, telling stories like this. Because usually when I interview people, you know, I'll be talking to them about their lives and shit. But duh, I got so many fucking stories. And for whatever reason, because I'm not broke anymore, I'm like, yo, man, I need to get these stories off, man. It's time to work. I'm trying to, uh, uh, I want to redo my special, the one that I dropped to help me move out my parents' joint. I want to do it. Again. I want to do a new like a, a another's taping in July at the DC Improv. My goal is to head uh is to redo it and headline July 10th at the DC Improv and um drop like maybe a a new not a new 40 minutes but it'll be like what I did in December but with like 20 new minutes and then maybe take 20 minutes out that I'm like I think is outdated. Just the classics, you know? And uh, put that up one on YouTube with a little bit higher quality because I never intended for the one that I put out to be on YouTube. I I just I kind of got I got lucky, you know what I mean? All the things kind of lined up. There was a guy there filming, and I didn't realize till like the next week that he had the footage, and the shit ended up just being, you know, fire. And uh, 
I'm getting messages to this day. Like I got messages this whole, still getting messages from all around the world. Dude from, uh, this girl from Sweden, this girl from like people from London, uh, Australia, I think it was like Sweden or some shit, Canada, um, random ass Iowa. Dude was like, hey, uh, how much you charge? And I was like, it depends on like where it is and how much time. They're like, yo, I'm in Iowa. I was like, I oh, don't know. That shit sound like a setup. <laughs> uh, it's that old, uh, old instincts coming back. Like, hey man, I ain't trying to go nowhere unless you know it's at a real comedy club. I ain't going to no basements, no back doors, no back doors. Uh, but um, yeah, I want to reshoot the special with like more, more stories. Uh, and um, that's it, man. You know, uh, redo it. And see what we can do, man. Because uh, I'll probably be in New York and LA a little bit more. Because it's 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 a lot easier when you can like stay at a hotel. And I don't got to crash at a friend's couch. Because that's what I've been doing the past three, four years. Um, going to LA and New York and sleeping on couches. And there's nothing wrong with sleeping on couches. It's just uh, it does wear you down after a while. That shit does fuck with your, like, your mental psyche. You know? It's like, yo... I, one night, two nights, but like two weeks on a couch. That shit, that shit is hard, uh, to perform. You know what I mean? After a while, you're like, God damn, is this? You start questioning yourself. You're like, Yo, am I making the right life decisions here? But you know, hang in there, and you never know. You might, uh, you might find your find your audience, and then people start paying money to come see you, and then all of a sudden, you got enough money. To move out your parents' house. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> um, that's it for me, guys. Uh, if you want me to tell more stories, let me know. I will try to uh, come up with some new stories every uh, every new episode that I do solo dolo. You know what I mean? I'll probably still do the interviews, um, but uh, it's easier for me to do the, inter- uh, the the solo dolo joints because um. I don't really need to go anywhere. I could just be in my house and just do the shit. And um, now that I have like more time and confidence, I'm like, all right, let me just drop these one crazy story a week. You know what I mean? Maybe I can share the the second time I got held at gunpoint, which was during a music video of a rapper, a Maryland rapper named Gordo Brega and another rapper named Fuego. <laughs> so I'll leave that cliffhanger on this one and I'll probably get into the, get into the, uh, the second holding, holding at gunpoint on the next one. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, if you get a chance, DM me on Instagram or message me on Facebook if you fuck with this joint. And if you don't fuck with it, then don't tell anyone. Appreciate you guys, man. I'll see you guys soon. Peace. Love's got a thin line, the pun's got a big nine Respect crime, but not when they reflect mine The shit I'm on is wrong, but it lasts long When the fast one upon to wake up with the stash going I'm mad strong and my cream is fast Smoke the greenest grass, my bitch got the meanest ass And it tastes legit, I don't have to waste a whole case of Chris All it takes is my pretty face and my gangster wit Lace the click, cause we all share It's all fair, like love and war, thug and law with the long hair Big pun, pun, the name that makes the kids run Like spell the murder, reverse in the middle 
bad bums Come one, come on, if you wanna brawl I'm the mighty Thor, close line the motherfuckers like Steven Seagal Cause all you're gonna get is your ass kicked up in the casket That's it, that's it, that's it Punish your blast it, at last it's rappers that really blast it Cats getting big willy niggas like Billy Baffin Up in Jimmy's Cafe, having caviar Cracking crystal at the bar, smoking cigars, living large Bob is still roll with the mob, doing jobs for bills I'm hard to kill, for real nigga guard your grill I like the chills, sparking L and get high I want L and guy, fly pelican fly What up Duco, you know politics and Papa Tuco I'm out here watching for Jay, getting the salute though Shoot bro, I got a waterproof suit Yo, swerving like an AKA in Beirut Yo, squeezing, out of automatic M3s And please, you ain't seen no thugs like these I can tell you lots of things that'll make you believe In Corona, yo, it's better to take than to receive Your career's on life support And I'ma pull the plug and have every thug Chewing that beat, not drug in their blood No escaping this Niggas is going over their favorite shit To be taping this World premiere, loud and clear, lie and beer Get the dope, blow up the show, disappear Jump in the Cavalier, feeling marvelous Street pharmacist, twist, opulence For pleasure, bring your territory, terror Keep my workers under pressure, God, I'm saying fuck Lester But that's alright, Duco, my heart nowadays too cold Don't give a fuck, where you been, what you done, where you go You know, peep this, stay back In black shades like a secret agent While night thieves pull up on you like sleeves With light trees, bust thieves and stack cheese It's off the hook this year, Cheddar. make it mad Money off the books this year. Ain't nothing but crooks in here. Get mad money off the books this year. It's off the hook this year. Get mad money off the books this year. Ain't nothing but crooks in here. Get mad money off the books this year. Thank mm-hmm. you.